Here's what you get on today's episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. Great businesses flow from a founder. They flow from a person. They flow from a beingness of a, of a human who starts this business, right? That power that they have, that they either bring or don't bring to their business is what determines not just how the business does, but how their life goes in accordance with that business. The adventure of entrepreneurship and building a life and business you love, preferably at the same time, is not for the faint of heart. That's why Heather Pierce Campbell is bringing you a dose of guts, grit, and great business stories that will inspire and motivate you to create what you want in your business and life. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast, where endurance is required. Now here's your host, the legal website warrior, Heather Pierce Campbell. Hello and welcome. I am Heather Pierce Campbell, the legal website warrior. I'm an attorney and legal coach based here in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Show. Today, I'm so excited. I have got Eric Lures with me. Welcome, Eric. We were chatting just right beforehand and um, having an interesting conversation, but I'll first start by saying that Eric and I met in a, in a mutual mastermind and we chatted a little bit ago, about a week ago now. I love your tagline. So Eric Lures is known as the Bruce Lee of revenue generation and is the creator of Revenue Kung Fu. I love it. Can't wait to hear more about that. He works with founders, entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants and takes them on a journey to discover their revenue Kung Fu which allows them to generate far more profit while also enjoying far more purpose and potential from their business and their lives. So Eric, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm excited to hear about the background behind the Bruce Lee of revenue generation and the, the revenue Kung Fu titles. How'd you get to those? Well, let's see. Um, I studied I studied martial arts for many years, got uh, you know, a couple of black belts in two different systems I ended up studying like 11 different styles. Belts don't mean anything anymore. Um, so I, you know, but I really enjoyed it. I had a good time, um, but I wanted to advance. So I kind of took, uh, you know, the, the journey through martial arts isn't, or through Kung Fu, uh, because Kung Fu doesn't actually mean martial arts. It actually means a, a skill acquired through perseverance. So I wanted to add more skills, right? It was like, okay, I know all the stuff in martial arts, but I don't want that to be the end all be all of who I am. So then I journeyed inwards. I studied neuro-linguistic programming and Silva and other cognitive behavioral things because I was fascinated by the subconscious. I'm realizing, you know, the mm -hmm. subconscious mind drives everything. And so, um, I, and then I was, you know, also in business. So I moved into business coaching and doing that. And then I uh, created the guru selling system. And around about that time I had a client, this is going back about 11 years. Uh, and I, I had to, and I really loved Bruce Lee from the martial arts. And I had a whole bunch of Bruce Lee quotes on my wall. And uh, I was working with him, was coaching him. And, I, and he kept trying to, like, you know, when you have a client who keeps trying to put themselves in a box and you have to keep reaching out or, you know, so I was trying to knock down all his boxes. And I kept using quote after quote from Bruce Lee. They all seemed apropos. And after about an hour, he just says, you know what, you're like a Bruce Lee of sales. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a writer down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I sat on it for a year because I was terrified because I said, you know, that's, you got to have the cojones to back that up. Yeah. You know, you can't just, oh, I'm the, 
Bruce Lee <laughs> sales out there. So after a year, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live up to this. I'm gonna be this. And then, you know, so I'm, I'm Bruce Lee of sales. And then I started like looking more at like lead gen. So then I became like, and I developed a subconscious lead generation system. So then I became the Bruce Lee of sales and lead gen. And then I started looking at positioning and created the peerless positioning system. And so I became the Bruce Lee of sales and lead generation and positioning. And I said, this freaking tagline is going to have more ampersands than it's going to have letters pretty soon. So I sat back and I said, okay, well, what is, what do I really am trying to help people with? And ultimately it was revenue generation. Um, so that's why, you know, when I looked at it from the macro point, so that's how I became the, the Bruce Lee of revenue generation. And then the revenue Kung Fu piece flowed out of that because as I look at what I've been doing, um, as I said, you know, I started like business coach, then sales, then lead gen, then positioning. I moved up into brand and everything. Um, I've been moving more and more up, up the stream, you know, of, of, of business. And ultimately, I realized that, you know, great businesses flow from a founder. They flow from a person. They flow from a beingness of a, of a human who starts this business, right? That's why you're, you're founder, entrepreneur coach, consultant. Um, and they, that, that power that they have, that they either bring or don't bring to their business is what determines not just how the business does, but how their life goes in accordance with that business. And so that's a journey, you know, up that river and Kung Fu, like I said, means a skill acquired through perseverance. So I realized that really it, all of my stuff, my martial arts, the the you know the NLP the going through business and and all this stuff was really my journey and realizing that that's the journey that's the journey that I want to help other people go through so that they can bring out their true self into their business really know who they are and then bring that into the business so that the business has you know it starts off powerfully because the most important thing about a business is is it differentiated and if you bring your true self to a business you are by default distinct, right? Because there's so many businesses that are out there that are me too businesses. And I don't mean right. that in the me too movement. I mean, that as in, you know, you sell ice cream, me too. You sell jet engines, me too. Um, and really, you know, helping finding those folks and helping them to create those powerful businesses from their essence, you know, take an aspect of themselves, put it into a business, create a brand from it, create a, you know, a market from it, and then go to market and boom, 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 and all that stuff. Uh, that's ultimately how that all happened. No, I love that. There's several things. I mean, there's a couple things. And first of all, it makes me so glad that I asked what's behind Revenue Kung Fu because I, I don't know anything about Kung Fu. So I didn't even know that the definition of Kung Fu is a skill gained through perseverance. And so part of me, I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I just created a podcast called Guts, Grit, and Great Business. And the conversations that I want to have with people, though, are about the reality that business is a marathon, not a sprint. And the uh -huh. concept that um, sometimes through our hardest times are the moments where we're under the most pressure, we're feeling the most compressed, either by life or by business, we have the opportunity to make some of our best decisions, some of the decisions that actually make us, right? So the I love yeah. I love the title Revenue Kung Fu, especially now that I know what it means. And the other part that you said about, 
you know, what happens when you bring your true self to your business, but by your very nature, then your business mm -hmm. is going to be distinct if you're showing up with your true self. And I think, you know, that's really important and it's really important in the context of business because I feel like you see in the marketplace a bit what you're describing. A lot of people try to leave themselves out or they accidentally leave themselves out of their business in the way that is actually most meaningful and would create the most impact for them. Um, right. So talk to me about your favorite clients. How, how, how do you do your work through either your revenue Kung Fu program or system um, to get people, you know, understanding and working on what really is most important? Well, you know, it's, that's been a journey too. So now what I'm doing is I'm working with people, um, looking to work with people like in a, in a, a group coaching environment, right? You know, the, the program that everybody's putting together now is, you know, is starting people out on that journey. Um, and the reason is I say, you know, looking is because, again, this has been a journey, right? So these various pieces that I've put together. So I've worked with people through coaching. I've worked with people through group trainings. I've worked with people um, ultimately, you know, especially when I got into positioning and branding a couple of years ago, um, I got pulled up into larger and larger corporations doing, you know, doing more delivery than, than teaching or training or anything. So now what I realize is, and that was, that was okay. And it, it made money, but I'm realizing that, um, that's not going to make a difference in the world. Uh, you know, is what happened was, you know, because I got, I did these amazing things with clients and I'm not going to, I'm not going to take credit for it. What I did was I empowered clients to have amazing results. Like, you know, my favorite client, we took them from a, a pipeline, of, a pipeline of about a hundred thousand to 10 million in, in about two months. Um, and, but it was, it was, you know, he and I working together, that co-creation and pulling out of him his true potential, his true desire and helping him to expand that. And, you know, uh, so, so I got the best results, you know, earlier on in my, in my work with people, when I was working with a smaller, a smaller company or a smaller set of people that had, you know, that potential as you, you would think, well, if you're going to go up to multi-billion dollar companies, you should be able to make explosive growth. And it was really interesting that the, the more the money went up, like the, the smaller the thinking was, right. You know, you would say to somebody, let's do this amazing thing. And like, well, yeah, but we got to get signed off from this department and that person and this, and it's got to go blah and blah. And you know what? Let's just, can you just do some, you know, can you just help us with a couple of email sequences <laughs> or something like that? Like, okay, but you know, that'll get you whatever. But you know, you said you wanted something interesting or cool or whatever. So, you know, now my work is with these one-on-one -on -one clients and now again with this, this small group coaching I'm going to be putting together. No, I love that. And you, you spoke a bit to the issue of like, you know, especially for people who are serving others in business, the idea that, oh, you know, moving up the scale, especially size-wise up to larger businesses and larger corporations, like, isn't it really awesome up there at the top? And Yet the constraint that you talk about, you know, from a decision-making standpoint, the amount of effort that it takes for a company at, the, at that size to mobilize, to shift directions or shift gears, 
I've heard from a lot of people who are in that space that that ends up not being the favorite place to be, that they much prefer working with businesses that are scrappy enough and flexible enough to turn on a dime and try something new and really, you know, create some of the biggest outcomes. And so um, that's interesting to hear that through your perspective, but I think there's a lot of truth there. The other thing that I love actually though, about how your title came about is that it was reflected to you by a client. I think that's really, really powerful. It's a fun story to tell. I think you need to like build that up. I can tell that you're modest about it, but that's awesome. It's a huge compliment. <laughs> so with that in mind, what, yeah. what do you feel like, um, like I'd love to know more about your background and what you bring to the table in your work with clients where you're really able mm-hmm. to, you know, draw them out, bring their true selves into business. What experiences do you feel like really contribute to you being able to do that? Well, um, I mean, my own work on myself, obviously. Um, we are all the uh, drawing board, I guess, of our of our own businesses. Um, so, I remember in in when I was in teach when I was in martial arts. Uh, I remember at, at some point, you know, I was an assistant instructor and I was a brown belt, and they had me out there teaching black belts. And I remember being like you sure you want me to go out there and because I got a brown belt on they're black belts. They're not going to be happy if I strut out there and like start barking orders at them. And my teacher was like, look, I'm going to show you this technique that, you know, which is what I was going to teach them tonight, but now you're going to teach it to them. He's like, as long as you know one technique more than they do, you're their teacher. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And so really, I mean, you know, in terms of in terms of the way that I work with people, it's there are people like I've worked with clients who, you know, have a, a great marketing system already in place, right? But they've lost the juice for you know they have the machinery, but they've lost the juice for the story, or they they don't have great marketing, but they have a great story, right? So you know, giving them those pieces, but again, <clears throat> or or on top of all of this and through the evolution piece is that it's the, the person, it's the, the energy of the person, the beingness that they bring to it. That really is that, that really creates everything. So if you think about business as a river, I'll use that example. You got the head of the river and then the river flows, you know, flows down to the ocean. So the ocean, you know, where the river meets the sea, that's where we're all trying to get to, right? That's the sale. You know, that's, that's the, the, end, the end goal of everything. But what happens is that, you know, as we go back upstream, we, we damn ourselves, right? Because we, we have a blockage, you know, upstream in the marketing. And we have a blockage before that in, uh, you know, on our position. And we have a blockage before that in our target market. We have a blockage before that in our brand. And ultimately, you know, Clearing the clearing the dams is one thing, but it's also the strength of the the fountainhead. You know, the 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 source of the river. You got a little little trickle coming out of the ground. By the time it gets to the sea, you're not even going to notice it, right? So it's got to be powerful. So first, you know, really helping people to to get to their power. So when I'm talking with people, I'm you know when I'm first second time I'm talking with them. I'm listening, but more I'm feeling for where are they where are they stopping themselves? Where are they limiting themselves? 
because this is going to sound cheesy as crap right now. But it's like, I know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking in my head what I'm going to say. I'm like, this is cheesy. I like cheese. We already um, covered that point. But, I like cheese. More cheese. More cheese. More cheese. More cheese. <laughs> exactly. More cheese. Um, totally non-dairy though. Uh, no, but <laughs> um, human beings are such beautiful creatures. We have so much potential. We were put here, all of us. That, that, and, and we grow up, and I say this because I was surrounded by well meaning people who happily told me my limitations throughout my life. Don't dream about this. Don't do that. You're not good enough for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I will not name names, but one person telling me, somebody very important in my life saying, You're not a leader of men. Like, mm. like you know, and, all these, you know, don't quit your day job and all these other wonderful things that people say to you. Um, you know, you believe this, you're a Giants fan, you're you know, like, and just you're programmed and you go into the business world, you know, sit there, do this work. Don't dream about that job. You know, you're never going to get beyond this level in this company, you know, and all those boxes, all those boxes. So then when you go, let, let's say to create a business, all those boxes. Where's the fountainhead? No strength, right? So first, destroying the boxes. You know, that's number one. Unleashing the dragon mm-hmm. is what I like to say. You know, your inner dragon. Unleash your dragon. And, you know, really embrace the beauty that is you. And then say, how do I want to manifest that into the world? Because what, what do we do? As soon as we think about a business, we, we stop ourselves. We turn around and we say, well, what would the, what would the world want, right? Because an entrepreneur is somebody who solves problems for somebody else for a profit. So I got to find a problem. I got to solve the problem. The world doesn't want to see me. They just want to problem solve. And all of a sudden, you create a problem-solving business. And you're you know, just like other businesses. And all of a sudden, box you know, brand, you're damned, you know, target market, you're damned, boom, boom, boom. And then you wonder, why aren't the sale, why isn't the river flowing mm-hmm. fast to the sea? You know, so really step one, how would I work with people? I, I get them out of their box and I yank them out again and again, because people, people <laughs> will run for boxes. As soon as you get up, you can get them all psyched up on a call. And as soon as you hang up, you talk to them a week later. It's like, ah, yeah, we're can't, can't. You see, they're, they're putting themselves back in their box. Yank them out. And then, you know, knock down that dam, knock down that dam, knock down that dam, you know, help them with plans and strategy and all that stuff. But, you know, keep the, keep the riverhead strong and keep knocking down, keep knocking down the boxes and the dams. You're going to, you know, you're going to have an incredible mm. business and incredible. Gosh, life. there's so much I love about that. I mean, I've got some questions for you, which will come next, but you know, this idea that we get put in a box, you know, with the help of well-meaning people in our lives, um, it's, you know, it's as a parent, like I can speak to the experience from, you know, my childhood, obviously. And as a parent, it's like, oh my gosh, how do I, how do I do this part better? How do I, you know, and especially, so our, our seven-year-old, and I think maybe we were talking about this right ahead of time, but he's special needs and at school, you know, for him to be successful, he requires quite a bit of scaffolding, quite a bit of, supports and people who mm-hmm. know about his journey and can help him with that. And even then there's lots of hurts that happen along the way. There's lots of things that get said and done that I know are not 
are not yeah. serving him. And so we started, um, it's been a while ago now, but we started this little ritual where every day we have our own little mantra that we say it used to be while he was still in school. We said it before he got on the bus, we'd stand at the front porch and remember the first time I asked him to do it, he was like, what? He totally didn't get what was going on, but just a little series of phrases, mm -hmm. right? I am strong. I am brave. I try my best. I can do anything. I love myself. And we go through this every day. Mm -hmm. And the first couple of times he said it, it was kind of this wavery little voice. Like, why am I? And now, I mean, he busts this out, you know, with the strong voice and like, he'll shout it from our front porch. And, um, but we've talked about the context of why we do this, you know, and I've said to him, people are going to tell you things in your life. And this includes mommy and daddy. Like we're going to say things at times because we're people that are going to make you feel bad or make you feel like you can't do something or change your perspective about yourself. And you, the, the thing that matters the very, very most is what you think of yourself, like full stop. And so he understands the context for it. And he has such a strong little voice when he says it. But the thing that I find fascinating, I mean, your work, like I love this approach. And I'm also wondering when you bring it into adults running businesses, like do they know at the outset, this is what you're going to do? Or do they think they're getting something else? Right. And then you sneak in like, no, here's what we're really going to do. Well, going forward, that's a great question. Going forward, yes, they're going to know that. And, to say, and the reason I say going forward is because, funny enough, when I, when I started back as a business coach 15 years ago, I was, you know, I was working in NLP and then I got to master, level, master practitioner level. I was working mm -hmm. with, you know, Silva. I was doing all this different stuff. Even, you know, I used to do Reiki. Um, and so energy and all that was, was, was how I started. And I delivered it, you know, but it was always about results, right? When you go into, because and I, I'm a, I can talk about it now because I'm a, a victim of mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Because when I went into business, I started thinking, okay, well, who can I serve? What do they want? What's the problem I can solve for a profit and everything? And, you know, I got very, very good at, at marketing and lead gen and everything because I was literally able to put myself into other people and, and write and, and talk from their perspective. And so when I started, I had this mix. I had this mix of energy, which was mm -hmm. the tactical, right? You know, here's what you say, what you do, blah, blah, blah. But there was also the, the energetic mm -hmm. spiritual piece, you know, the, the, the subconscious piece, um, which just came naturally as I was doing it. And I'll be completely transparent. That's when, that's, when, that's when I did my best, right? And then over the last few years, first I had a little medical condition, a little medical issue a few years ago. I won't go into that. But um, that, and then I started focusing more and more on results, right? Uh, and I've, you know, I mean, I've done some stuff, had some great successes, but I've also had some, you know, historic failures, uh, mostly over the past few years, because I started shutting out the spiritual, right? I became far, far more focused on, um, on the business end because when you have a health scare, you kind of, you know, you, you go back down to, you know, levels one and two in Maslow's hierarchy. And so your sort of your higher thinking, which is what I'd always been driven by, you know, gets mm -hmm. shut down. So I've been focusing more on that. And then, you know, now I look around the marketplace and I see so many businesses 
that are driven by really a, a level one, two kind of energy and approach in the marketplace. And they're the ones that are also suffering right now, right? Because they were the ones that were built on, I'm going to outsource my marketing. I'm going to outsource my operations. I'm going to outsource my logistics. I'm going to outsource, 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 mm-hmm. hand off this, hand off that, and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, and, and all these businesses that were like, I have an idea. I'm going to get some backing. We're going to hire a bunch of people to do everything. We're going to make it scalable and sellable. And in five years, we'll all walk away with $60 million in our pockets each. Um, and I've seen it done, right? And these guys aren't very happy. They're very rich, but they're not very happy. You know, I literally know billionaires that, you know, have tried to commit suicide um, because, you know, the money doesn't buy you happiness. So, you know, it's, it's really, um, and I know I'm like, I'm going far afield of the question here, but in terms of, of delivering now to, to the, you know, to, um, to people, yes, I'm going to let them know up front because I used to do it. I used to integrate it without thinking about it. You know, I used to offer, you know, offer the, what was it? Uh, I used to give them the sizzle and then, you know, I sell the sizzle and, <laughs> and then give them the steak. Uh, now I'm going to tell you that here's a raw piece of beef. We're going to cook it and it will taste delicious, but you have to stick around <laughs> and you have to cook the steak because I'm not going to prepare it for you anymore. No, I love that. And I think, um, and I was, cu- I really truly was curious whether people knew up front what they were actually getting, you know, in part because I think some people probably are willing to go there and others may not, Right. But the other thing that I, I mean, there's two things that I really appreciate about your sharing is one, this idea that, and it, I, I see it, I've done it, I've seen other people who have done this of like looking at the marketplace and especially like, I feel like this conversation is critical right now, time of COVID, right? This whole talk around pivoting or making adjustments in our business. And like for me, I spent weeks at the beginning of COVID trying to figure out what do people need? How can I deliver something in the way that they need it right now? And I was on a conversation with somebody who um, has a massive online following, right? As a big influencer, does all sorts of, and he's got a has got a really strong sense of humor, and so that's why people enjoy following him. But and he made the point that regardless of what's happening in the marketplace, his his starting point is what do I want to create? What am I here to create? And so this concept that I think you were speaking to of like moving back to your center and like what we're here to create, um, sometimes, you know, regardless of what the marketplace needs or wants or what we think it needs or wants, I think the difference between those two exercises is one is analytical, like let me look at the marketplace and figure out what the needs are versus starting, you know, inward starting maybe in our hearts and saying okay what am i here to create what am i really being called to create right now the 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 key piece is the deeper that you go inwards the um you know the more you're going to scale outwards but we're not taught that we're taught the you know from birth we're taught the exact opposite we're we're told to fit in and Really, it's it's about. I mean, what do you want to create is a powerful question, and I like to go, you know, mm-hmm. even before the creation is because people, you know, what's a deeper question? Well, who am I? Okay, well, that's a deeper question. One of the questions I like to start with is, why are you? 
I go, why am I what? No, why are you? Question mark. And when we ask those kind of questions, when we get that deep, that's when the boxes start to fall away, right? Because how do you answer a question like, why are you in a box? And when you can escape that box, all of a sudden you're like, like you just start to, like, I've, I've asked people that question. I could see their eyes change because they're like, I can see their, their brain is like, I, I don't, you know, does not compute. I do not have an answer. They have to go outside of the circuitry. They have to go outside of the CPU and go into the, you know, the internet of the universe and really pull. And all of a sudden, that's when, you know, like, I, I see the glint of what I would say is the dragon, you know, in, in their eyes. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, they, like, just for a second, that, that bigger power comes to them. And they're like, you know, and they, well, I'm, you know, and they, they try to default, right? They try to default to, well, I, I am here to be a good person. I didn't say, why are you here? Why are you? <laughs> and all you know, it's like and then you know, and then eventually, when when they know why they are, then they realize I can create who I want to be. And then when they know who they want to be, then they can say, "Now I want mm -hmm. to create this." And there's so much power in that. You know, this the, the visionaries of the world. You know, I mean, Jeff Bezos has become very systematic and. But I would say, at least starting out, there was, you know, there was the eye of the dragon in him, you know, because he, he felt, mm -hmm. he saw, he, you know, this was, I mean, think about going back 20 years and talking to somebody about what Amazon is today. And they'd be like, please, one place where nobody, you know, what's the, inter the internet is, it's a fad. Okay. Or well, maybe people will use it for, you know, at best they're going to use it for, you know, gambling and porn. Um, you know, and, and maybe they'll buy some stuff, but it's not going to, but one place and it's, it's gonna, it's going to give me everything I need to buy. And it's going to give me television and it's going to ship stuff and it's gonna, you know, everything else. But, but he, but it existed, right. It existed in his universe and he brought it through him by removing the boxes, by getting to his core, you know, Amazon didn't come out of the Wharton or McKinsey playbook. It couldn't have because it didn't exist before. If it didn't exist, there is no playbook for it. You know, and that's the whole thing. Do you want to create a, if you create a business that has a playbook, it's by default a me too business. When you create a business that doesn't have a playbook, that's, that's right. your Kung Fu. Right. No, I love it. So how, because my question and I, I, you know, I think I have the answer in my head as far as what I think, but how, what is your um, observation around why people keep running back to the box? Conditioning. Mm -hmm. Fair and simple. I will tell you, um, and like somebody great to listen to, he doesn't phrase it as, maybe he phrases it a box once in a while, mm -hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm a huge follower of Dr. Dispenza's um, because he, he bridges that gap between, uh, you know, uh, reality and woo woo um, with science. And yet he, he goes back and forth from science to woo and you, and you're like, Oh yeah, it all makes sense now. Um, but we, we need to, to, we need to make that crossover. We need to get to that part of ourselves so the reason we keep going back to the box is 
the brain becomes an, and you know, if you listen to Dr. Dispenza, he'll explain it a hell of a lot better than I will. But we, by the time you're seven years old, you're basically conditioned into who you're going to be. I think the, the, the old Jesuit saying, show me, show me the, you know, the, you know, baby from zero to seven and I will show you the man because they knew by, you know, seven years old, all the neural networks are already set up and boom, boom, boom. And you're processing certain things and all your filters are there. And so all communication now starts being filtered through, you know, these little boxes that, that, you know, you created. Now we need certain boxes mm-hmm. to survive. There needs to be a box to, to tie my shoes. There needs to be a box to cut my meat. You know, there needs to be a box to go to the bathroom, wake up, get, get dressed and whatever. <clears throat> but we don't realize that we're building boxes for everything else, you know, that people are giving us boxes, right? Your parents, your parents are just dumping, you know, they call it baggage, but it's really just boxes, right? They're opening up that storage closet in your brain and going, you know, slamming the door closed and saying, okay, you're full. Um, and so it's our brain, it's our body that, you know, remembers certain things, remembers certain feelings, remembers certain responses, and it gets ingrained in the body, into the, into the cells, into the nervous system, into the functioning between the, the, the neurons in the brain and the neurons in the heart and the, and the, uh, the neurons in the, mm. in the digestive tract. And we're just like response machines because the subconscious mind is a playback, is a recording and playback device. That's all that it is. It's the playbook. You know, I said it before about playbooks. It's the playbook. A very small portion of your brain is the conscious outside of limitations thing that says, you know, I want to create great and grandiose. I want to have amazing, you know, and and allows that freedom because the body goes, yeah, but you got to give me a program. You got to, you know, the screen's blank, dude. You got to give me a program, you know, um, because if we're blank, then we're just going to be like, you know, lost. And so it's, it's just that habit of going back. So the way to, I guess, start breaking the habit is to just become aware of the thinking, to become aware when you're going back to the box. And I will warn you, it's a pain in the butt. And I, you know, I do it, I do it many, many times a day. I go, you know, I have a thought and I go, wait a minute. Nope. That's, that's my old conditioned thought, mm-hmm. old conditioned thought, old conditioned thought, you know, and I realize I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life. Right. Because I probably had more programmed into me by the age of seven than I'll ever be able to get, you know, fully rid of. But as long as I can know that I'm having that experience and I can catch it, you know, that's a, that's a win. That's a big win. Because as soon as you do catch it, then the mind goes like this. It goes, mm-hmm. and it splits. And you're able to look at, you know, and say, huh, I'm able to actually look at the thought. Whereas before it was just automatic. Now, like, what? Why would I want to call him or why would I want to do that? Or why would I want to buy that? Or, you know, why would I want to just not have that call or whatever? And you stack up those wins, you start, you know, you'd start dismantling a box, right? Because now, you know, like, like your old cardboard boxes in the, in, the, in the attic. Now, the first time you put that lid on that box, nice. And so, but if you've opened that box like a hundred times, eventually, it starts, you know, so I start caving in and everything. It's a weak box. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 you know, until eventually. Mm. The box I like caves. that visual. Yeah. Repeatedly opening yeah. the box. Um, and so that process, yeah. it sounds like, I mean, I love the, the description of like, you see the glimmer of the dragon, 
right? Of like actually letting somebody out kind of in full force, like who they are and that their essence. For people that want to work with you, what are the ways that people can work with you? Um, Gold bullion. (laughs) My Uh, favorite. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, tell me who, whoever the system Satoshi is for for block or for uh, Bitcoin. Hilarious. We've we've got a whole bunch of pirate tokens at our house. You want those? (laughs) Are they, cho- are they chocolate? Not chocolate? No, they're not even chocolate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so they can reach out to me. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You know, Eric Lures, E-R-I-K-L-U-H-R-S. I'm the only Bruce Lee revenue generation you'll find. I love it. There should, there should only be one. There can be only one. Uh, <laughs> or my website, ericlures.com, uh, E-R-I-K-L-U-H-R-S.com. Uh, I will warn you, it's sparse. So really, LinkedIn is the best place to find stuff. And also, if you Google me, um, you know, uh, there's tons of stuff out there as well. If you want to, mm-hmm. you know, interviews or whatever, read my book on, on, uh, on Amazon. Awesome. Uh, you do sale. Uh, lots Excellent. of ways to, to interact. Um, and the folks, just so that people can self-identify, when, when the folks that are ready to work with you are actually ready, what are they saying to themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, Eric's the smartest guy I know. Awesome. <laughs> well, problems in business. So we usually notice the, the business problem before we notice, like, no, like nobody ever Googles, how do I tap into my inner self to then release the dragon so right. that I can then scale my business? Right. But now that I think about it, I should probably get that keyword because, you know, I probably get it for like one cent per thousand hits. Uh, <laughs> like, really? You want that? Uh, no, but they would be saying to them, you know, they would be looking at their business and they'd be, you know, they'd be in the six figure range, you know, and they'd say, you know, either I want to get to high six figures or maybe even seven. Um, I feel kind of stuck. Uh, I feel like I have too much competition. I don't know how to differentiate Mm. myself. I'm not excited anymore. Um, you know, I, all the classic, you know, business issues, um, but really the, the overriding thing is going to be your feeling, right? Because if you feel like, well, yeah, but I got all this, right? I, I can figure this out and I can figure that out. And, and you've got tactics and you've got strategies and you feel, you feel confident in those tactics and strategies. I would say then mm-hmm. you'll go do the, the, the tactics and strategies. It's when you feel like there's, there's more potential within me and there's more potential within this business mm-hmm. than it's been showing up. And I really, I have this feeling, I don't even know what it is. I don't know. I can't see it, but I feel it. That's the dragon tapping at the back of your brain saying, you know, I'm ready to come mm-hmm. out when you're ready to let me out. So that's when they, they would know that I'm the kind of guy they want to talk to. Well, I love that, particularly the piece around differentiation, right? How do I differentiate myself? Mm-hmm. How do I, it's the whole like blue ocean, red ocean, like how do I stand apart in a way that people see what I'm here to do and what my business is here to do. Um, Awesome. So I love um, connecting on LinkedIn. I highly recommend people go check out Eric, Eric Lurs, L-U-H-R-S. Be sure to visit the show notes as well. You can find those at legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. Eric, what final thoughts do you want to leave with people? What do you want them to know? As I tell people, don't die with your Kung Fu still inside you. It's a big one. It's a big one. That's the, yep. that's the perfect end note. All right. Thank you, Eric. So appreciate your time today. 
thank you for joining us today on the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast. We hope that we've added a little fuel to your tank, some coffee to your cup, and pep in your step to keep you moving forward in your own great adventures. For key takeaways, links to any resources mentioned in today's show and more, see the show notes, which can be found at legalwebsitewarrior.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please give us some stars and a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so others will find us too. Keep up the great work you are doing in the world and we'll see you next week.